My name is Sarah Lynn Robinson. I don't know much about football, but I do know a lot about money, and we're here to make you some. Let's start the introductions. They're calling themselves the Supreme Court of Betting, starting with our fearless leader, Josh Abner, a.k.a. Josue Vizquet, a.k.a. Josue Abner Vizquet, who never lets us forget that he has an MBA. Hello, Josh. Thank you for being yes, here. Yes, it's Josh Abner, MBA. And we are ecstatic tonight. We have the great, talented. And is it okay, Sarah? I think you've allowed me to say beautiful that we have the beautiful <laughs> Sarah Lynn Robinson with us today. You're not offended by Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for asking my permission. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. Well, uh, sorry to interrupt, but we can't forget he also has a PhD in common sense. Uh, so let's stop his Twitter that, bio. Right? Yes, we're gonna add it on uh, when we get the book out there. Add that to your right. official business title. Yes, and it's gonna be co-written by the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're gonna add a subtitle because it's been used before, but common sense is not so common. So, uh, Sarah Lynn Robinson, the beautiful yes, Sarah Lynn sir. Robinson, will finish introducing the cast. And what I do, the purpose of this podcast, is to make me money. And everybody on here has made me a lot of money for over four years. And Sarah Lynn Robinson, I asked her, who should I put $100 on for Biden's best uh, vice president? And she, without blinking, it took her less than a second, she said Kamala Harris. And she made me another 100 bucks. Thank you. You're so welcome. I would trust my political prowess better than my, uh, my bets on anything sports related. That's why you're using all our, our bets, right? Uh, yeah, that is true. That's true. Um, okay, so next up we have from Consistent Daily Doubles at Del Mar to the epic advice to ride Miami last year, interviewing Hollywood royalty and the epic run 46 to 5 uh, pre-pandemic college basketball, Raider Jim Martinez. How's everybody doing tonight? It's Raider Jim Martinez. Uh, always a pleasure to be here on the ESBC NFL betting and team podcast. And just a quick reminder, Josh asked me to remind everybody when we're not talking football, when we're not talking college basketball, and when Brandon is not talking baseball and other sports, Brandon and I can be heard on Thursdays when we do the ESBC Call to Post podcast, where we discuss thoroughbred racing, and we not only talk about the Breeders' Cup, West Coast Racing, Saratoga, Keeneland, and all the major tracks, we also discuss any issues that might come up involving things like Social injustice, when we had the big threats of the group back in Kentucky, Louisville, trying to shut down the Kentucky Derby, we were fortunate enough to have um, Pastor Tim Finley join us for an entire hour to speak about social views. So join into the ESBC, Call the Post podcast, to hear all about thoroughbred racing. Wonderful. Thank you. 
And uh, Josh dubbed him Dr. First because of his encyclopedic knowledge of the Philadelphia Eagles. We have Brandon First. Thank you very much. Uh, it's great to be here. It's, this is, um, I guess, the show that started it all, if you will. Um, and I saw three different sites, um, betting sites, that charge you your hard-earned money um, tweet out or whatever reach out this past weekend um, exclaiming, woo, we survived. Well, that's great. We thrived here um, well over the 52.5. Uh, personally, uh, at 66% for the personal plays, including college football, um, it's all pretty pretty cut and dry in terms of um, how we do things here. And uh, it's, uh, it's we're, we're pretty recession-proof. It's a nice little bankroll we continue to chalk up just ask uh, josh about the um the the bit card or the bitcoin card for uh, gas i'm sure you'll hear all about it a little later but <laughs> yeah, the, the proof is in the pudding as my mother would say so it's good to be here and it's uh good to get another week of uh, profit started yeah we need it now more than ever Amen. uh and finally we have the 2016 college coach of the year brandon lupian hello good evening everybody and sarah it's a pleasure meeting you um, finally, we're on a show together, and I've, I've, uh, I'm excited about you being here on our Wednesday NFL podcast. Yes, like Dr. First mentioned, this is the podcast of all podcasts in regards to the one just starting it off for everybody. Um, Raider Jim always mentions how we all met four years ago on the radio station, and what an amazing night. And uh, whoever would have thought this is what it would come down to where there's just a group of us that handle this ESBC betting show and handle the ESBC podcast network. And um, I'm looking forward to another profitable week of NFL picks and another wonderful evening with all of y'all. In addition to you, Sarah, um, tonight, as we kick off week two of the NFL season, ready for it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on to uh, introduce you. Hopefully, within a couple weeks, I'll be making picks myself. But don't yep. take my advice tonight. <laughs> don't put any money on my picks. <laughs> thank Absolutely. you. And then the next part is uh, the Hawthorne effect. And Sarah, the Hawthorne effect is that most podcasts, even though we hit 74% last week, uh, most podcast uh, do not uh, say what picks they got wrong. They only talk about the picks they got right. So even though it is, right, 52.5% uh, is break even, right? We were at 74%, all right? So uh, on the podcast, uh, since I've been an entrepreneur, remember the, the restaurant I had in the middle of nowhere, Florida, where $6,000 turned to $600,000. So in entrepreneurship, you have to be flexible. So we're going to throw it back to the great Sarah Lynn Robinson. We're going to introduce her. Uh, we talked about diversity. If we had someone who faked they knew about betting or somebody that knew about football, we wouldn't be diverse. And one of uh, the most diverse acts I did as president of the Orange County Diversity Council was introduce the first Jewish Pope. 
Oh, is he here? Yes, is uh, Jewish Pope Craig Mizrak. I, I want to call him Mizrak because of the Cincinnati Reds play, but it's Craig Mizrak. We're going to throw it back to Sarah Lynn Robinson. She's going to read the, the wonderful introduction oh. that I wrote up for the Jewish Pope. Jewish Pope okay. on Money Line. This is a good one. I did take a little ownership on this, um, nice. edited out, edited out a couple little typos and added my own um, flair. I hope that's cool, Josh. Um, Absolutely. But You're he... the pro. I'm just some guy. Out <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. Uh, he named Craig Miss Misrack. Yes. I don't want to miss well, you know, he's the okay. pro. Okay. Pope of the Money Line, when he went straight to the betting hall of fame, picking his favorite NFL team, the Bengals, to lose against high school quarterback Kyler Murray and college coach Clingsbury. Thank you, Craig, for joining us. Sarah, first of all, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I'm glad we finally have an adult on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for uh, us uh, in that regard. But good to, guys, good to hear everyone. I'm, I'm uh, Sorry, I had to be brief last week to kick off the season. I had a business meeting, but today I'm at the confines uh, of home. And I, I've recently washed, um, after the disappointing nice. Sunday, a freshly starched jersey nice. that I'm just breaking in for tomorrow night's game. So I'm excited to be here with everyone. Let's make some money this week. Nice. Never get advice from somebody who's not busy. And you have uh, the bit, uh, Sarah, that I wrote about the Hawthorne effect? I do not. I can talk right. about what I know about the Hawthorne effect. Yes, if you uh, please can. So, because most podcasts, like I said uh, before, only talk about the bets that got right. We're the only podcast in America that we learn from the bets that we got wrong. Sure. Um, well, the Hawthorne effect, uh, not as it applies to betting, but in uh, psychological terms, basically just means that you um, will uh, behave better when you're being held accountable. So behave better when, um, when you have eyes on you. So uh, in betting terms, you said what, Josh, 15 to 20% um, higher exactly. when, yes. Um, when you're uh, betting in a group with other um, other participants and other eyes on you and being held accountable for your numbers. Exactly. And, it, and it's great spontaneously. Uh, and I knew one of the things that really intrigued me about Sarah Lynn Robinson is that she's from Second City, man. Uh, Ad Lib, The Office, and she crushed, right, describing the Hawthorne effect. Just like Craig said, she's the adult in the room between us. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that better than I ever have. So we talk about what game that we got wrong last week that we should have gotten right. And for me, uh, it was Sam Darnold and the Jets. I had his best friend on the podcast on Sunday, uh, the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school, uh, starting quarterback at USC, Max Brown. I had his best friend on the podcast and I got emotional and I should have not bet that game because I was completely biased and I overestimated what Sam Darnold was going to do in that game and be, and be able to cover the spread and put more points on the board. I should not have bet that game. I overestimated my decision and I would have gotten it right if I would have controlled my emotions and I did not. So 
chalk it up for a learning lesson and I checked my emotions this week. I got a lot of messages to bet uh, USF plus 26, but you never bet your own team. I'm not going to bet uh, USF. On the podcast we'll talk about on Friday, we'll let first report bet uh, the USF game. All right. So now we'll go around the horn. Uh, Dr. First, what was the game you got wrong last week that you should have got right? Um, you know, for me, I look at uh, the San Francisco game, us as a podcast, luckily, the kind of speaking to the Supreme Court, you know, the consensus nature of it. Um, we got it right as a, as a pod. But for myself, I, I, I thought San Francisco was going to cover. And uh, pretty much my theme of last week's podcast was, you know, what is no preseason going to mean? I thought it was going to be a, a negative effect on Kyler Murray. And um, I, I just o- overestimated um, that, that need for preseason. Um, and Arizona came out. I, I knew Arizona is a good team. Um, I just didn't think it was going to happen this early. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And now, you know, we, we know now that Kyler Murray, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and that offense uh, is going to be just fine. Um, and I will pass it over. Uh, let's go, um, Brandon, uh, Coach Lupian, what was your um, Hawthorne effect? My Hawthorne effect was your Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and I believe that's the sentiment of the rest of the guys, maybe, because we just didn't know what to expect from Washington. And I don't know, I'm thinking back to the U.S. Open, and it's uh, maybe it's not so much what Washington did, but what so much uh, Philadelphia didn't continue to do, you know? And, um, yeah, so I went with our pick, and um, it was a consensus all around. Who was to know, right? Who was to know? So there it is. Let's go. Uh, Raider Jim, what was your Hawthorne effect from uh, last week? Same game as Coach Lupian. Mine was also Philadelphia, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I really thought Washington was going to come in and be a hot mess. Yes. But, uh, so I don't, I don't know if it was a combination of they really aren't that big of a hot mess or the two teams just kind of met each other in the middle. So, but either way, regardless, that would have been my game. And uh, Mr. Mizrak, what about yourself, sir? Oh, you're mute. You're muted. You went all weekend. <laughs> I think um, for the listeners, there's a difference between losing a bet, like your worst bet that you lost by points, because mine would have been the Browns and Ravens, versus the Hawthorne effect, effect being what fundamental principle or what fundamental um, part of your analysis as to why you bet did you get it wrong, like that you were just so wrong. Right. And for me, it was the Vikings beating the Packers or covering. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not going to fall prey this season to all of a sudden Kirk Cousins being Drew Brees, <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, uh, and possibly as well after watching the Monday Night Game, the same thing with Ryan Tannehill. I think reversion to the mean, which is something that happens in life, in business, in gambling. Yeah. Um, I, I and, and we'll talk about it when the Vikings game this week, but to me, I was most annoyed that I did not bet on Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. So. Ooh, that's a good one. Good call. Good call. All righty. Uh, well, with that, let's dive right in. Uh, first game will be, <clears throat> excuse me, of course, 
tomorrow night um, with the uh, Bengals hosting, or I'm sorry, heading to Cleveland, uh, the mistake on the lake. It is the Battle of Ohio. Um, let's go straight to uh, the Pope for his analysis um, of, I guess, last week and what we'll see tomorrow night. Because, I mean, I, I think if you know and you follow um, the Pope on Twitter, you know where his bet is this week. He called it, I believe, at halftime of, of his last game. So, um, you know, so there's not a huge amount of suspense, but I'm very uh, eager to hear what he has to say uh, about his, uh, his uh, Cincinnati Burroughs. Anyone who listens to this podcast or pays attention to football when they hear and watch the games on Sunday, and they hear the thought that the Bengals started as a plus seven and a half point line at the Browns, which got manhandled, destroyed, and they're every much the if it's Brown, flush it down, Baker Mayfields of yesteryear. Um, why in the world, when after you saw the Bengals, who admirably in some ways uh, allowed Joe Burrow to do nothing but prove to people that he looks like the real deal. Why would you think it makes sense that the Bengals would be getting seven and a half points in a division game on the road four hours away? It makes absolutely no sense. I bet it at halftime of just seeing a halftime of the Bengals game against the Chargers. And the, as predicted, the line, I think, is already down to six. Six. I'm tell I don't I don't hear of people taking the Browns at that. Now, let's talk about some uh, tactical aspects of this. Um, I'm sure Josh and others, well, I'm sure, should provide the listeners um, Thursday night football statistics, away teams, divisional games, away teams. It, it just because of COVID doesn't mean that that's not relevant. The in a theory in in the very political state of Ohio which generally determines who the president gets be. Governor right. Mike DeWine permitted fans to be at two sets of Bengals and Browns games. It just so happened that his approval to do that didn't start until after the Bengals played at home at the Chargers, and the first Browns game gets to have 6,000 people at it to play the Bengals. So for what it's worth, the mistake by the lake will have 6,000 really wasted, degenerate Cleveland people at the game. With connections. Which is great for, you know, they're, you know, they're like Baker Mayfield and OBJ. I, I, I just can't get around after seeing with Josh these eyes. You see week. with your eyes. Ow, and listen to this eyes. question, which is, you know there's a different culture in the Bengals and you know Joe, Bo, Joe Burr is different when you would think the polar opposite of the last 12 years with Marvin Lewis or 15 with Andy Dalton, uh, vice versa, when asked the question, Joe Burrow goes, how are you viewing this Thursday? Are you viewing the Thursday night primetime game as a big game? And he goes, no, I learned a while ago that great quarterbacks view every game the same. Right. And I think this game, the defense of the Bengals are beat up after one game. Uh, DJ Reader, or I'm sorry, Mike Daniels and DJ and Geno Atkins are out already. Sean Williams is still out, but I told you guys last week the Bengals defense is better. 
Tyrod Taylor, I know, is not a threat down the field, but neither is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and um, I, I don't see the Browns scoring more than 20 points this game. Um, I think the Bengals are going to have to play defense in a manner to give Joe Burrow the opportunity to win the game with 17 points or 20 points. Um, take the points for sure as soon as you can. Right. <laughs> Yesterday. And then what's what's the over under guys? I, I don't even 43 and a half? 43. Oh no, you're yeah. right. 43. Bengals defense up the middle is a little beat up, which can which concerns me. Um, I think if the Bengals lose this game, it's gonna be because Baker Mayfield somehow managed 24 points. Burroughs maybe throws a bad pick. I mean, there's he's still a rookie playing his first road game. Um I uh I think it um, – and I don't know. I'd be willing to listen to you guys on stats on Thursday night games about over-unders or who's more prepared, defenses or offenses or hurt. Yes, it goes under. Okay. I think I'd go under. No, and it's interesting because uh, there's some things to unpack, right? The underlying uh, underlying tenants and maximum of the podcast. First, Bernard Wolfman. Uh, independently wealthy lawyer, friends with Hugh Culverhouse, told me, Josh, when you invest things, you see with your eyes. And I heard it again from a rich mentor. And then I heard it from a third time during the podcast from Craig Mizrach. You see with your eyes. All right. And that means what it, what it means. All right. Almost like Freud, a cigar. Sometimes it's just a cigar. And then, like always, Craig Mizrach, hit the nail. He gets right down. He's a businessman. He gets right down to the bottom line, actionable information to put money in your pocket. That's what Craig does. And he, he, he gave us the inside of, you have to be able to differentiate between a pick you got wrong because you get, you let your emotions get out of control because you don't try to change, right? Versus a pick that you got wrong because of luck, right? So that's why you have to have a process. Did you get the pick wrong because your process was wrong or because you had faulty thinking? Gotta make that, you gotta make that. Pick, Josh? Uh, uh, with Craig, exactly, ditto with Craig. The under and your, and your Bengals plus eight, I already bought the point. And that's the thing too, you always get the best in the number. You know what? I, I regret not, um, and I saw your your tweet halftime. I saw, and I regret not getting it at seven and a half. You know, with the Bengals plus six under that forty three and a half. I agree. Um, I'll I'll buy the half point just to get myself that six and a half, just in case um, to just cover it, so I don't have to deal with the push uh, in case. The only thing I would um, caution with Cincinnati, um, Joe Burrow. There were, there were a couple um, head-scratching uh, decisions. Uh, it's all well and good um, when, you know, go, you're going up against, you know, a team that's, you know, probably equal with Cleveland. Um, but uh, the, the little underhanded flips here and there, you know, you're not Mahomes just yet. I, I, I really, really like I the body He's got to learn to um, uh, be a little more clean and uh, live to play another down, as they say. 
but I like Cincinnati plus six and a half by the half point. I actually like the over. Um, I, I think Geno Atkins going down could be um, something as well for uh, the, the Bengals. They seem to be a little beaten up on defense and um, I, I can see some points being scored. I know it is Thursday, um, but I feel like a lot of extra uh, practice, maybe not so much on the field, but um, extra, you know, mental work has maybe been done this off season with everything that's been going on. Maybe that affects the short weeks. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I just, I, I like the under, I think they're going to be points scored. So got everybody? You got everybody? Raider Jim? Raider Jim is my last holdout. Okay. Yeah, I took Cincinnati three and a half last week. I'm taking Cincinnati plus six this week with an under at 40, under 44. I just think that uh, Cleveland, using that term again, I used speaking about the Redskin game and the Eagle game last week. Cleveland, hot mess, and it's just going to get worse as the weeks go on. Burrow, I think he's going to have a much better game. They came close last week, real close, and the Chargers are just a little bit better than Cleveland, so I have a feeling Cincinnati's going to roll into town and take care of business. So the Supreme Court of betting is a unanimous uh, decision. However, uh, again, Ruth Gator Ginsburg throws in the 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 center on the over and uh dr first is the only one going under so supreme court betting first bet of the night we're going to cincinnati uh plus we're going to call it plus 7.5 because craig and i bet it right away and we're going to go under 45 points we're going to buy that point right now it's actually at 45 is stations stations casino so after Hawthorne and Fort, we usually go to Raider Gym. So Raider Gym, let us know what's going on with your Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC West. The Raiders got opening win on the road, which is a good thing, but they were playing the number 30 team in the power rankings, and they had to hang on because they almost got bit by the bug that's been their problem for the last few seasons. They did a great three quarters of football. Fourth quarter started to look a little shaky. The secondary got torched. There was another one of those 75-yard plays, which is not good. That, was, that has been their Achilles tendon. However, they persevered. They didn't choke. Maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, they would have folded. They would have lost that game. That's the negatives. On the positives, it's obvious Josh Jacobs is the future of the Raiders as far as the running game goes. If he can stay healthy, this season, they've got a good chance. Derek Carr really spread the ball around. He hit nine different targets. And the offensive line, those blocks up front, and I mean blocks of granite, they are playing out of their mind this year. I can see it already. Uh, Incognito and Hudson are really taking control, keeping the younger guys in check. Everybody's focused and driven, and nobody's going to touch Derek Carr, or not too often are they going to get touched. The line, linebacking core really stepped up, too. A couple additions to the linebacking core, a couple additions to the defensive backfield. They are going to improve. This was like day one, some new faces, no preseason games, first time out of the blocks. So they held on. They played a strong game, a consistent game, and I think they're going to improve week in and week out. This time they're going to open. It's the inaugural game at their new stadium. They're going to be taking on the New Orleans Saints, who – 
They were number three in the power rankings. They're still number three in the power rankings. They did pull off a victory against Tampa Bay, but I will tell you what, it wasn't an overwhelming, impressive victory. There was a Tom Brady pick six. There was a Tom Brady interception. Uh, Tampa Bay fumbled. Uh, one of their return guys fumbled and set up good field position for the New Orleans Saints. When it comes right down to it, the Saints did not have that big of an offensive game, but it is Drew Brees, and he is going against a weak secondary or, or an up-and-coming secondary, so we're going to see what happens. The line right now is the Raiders... Excuse me, I got to find my note here. Six. I got the Raiders plus six, and I'll take the Raiders plus six opening, on the, uh, opening at home all day long. I think they're going to have a stronger game than people are going to give them credit for. And the over-under on this one is 50. Uh, let's see, is it 50? Is that what everybody else 40, is? 49 and a half. 49 and a half. I will take over 49 and a half, and I will take the Raiders plus six. If you want, uh, real quick, I can round up the rest of the AFC West and then we can go through it. Chiefs are still the team to beat. Chiefs are taking on the Chargers. The Chargers hung on and barely got out with their lives against the Bengals. The Chiefs are not the Bengals and the Chiefs are going to come out, take care of business. They're going to cover the point spread. They're going to go over on the, on the line for sure. And then in the fourth game, the only other team in the AFC West is going to be the Denver Broncos. Could have also gone down as my pick uh, last week, my Hawthorne effect pick. And Denver is going to be at Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh defense is playing. They look like an old Pittsburgh defense. They are solid, very solid. And if Denver doesn't come in with some confidence, and even if they do, Denver, I think, is going to shut them down. Denver's right now. Uh, minus seven and a half, I would take, I will take Denver, or excuse me, Pittsburgh minus seven and a half, and I will also take the over on that game. So those are my picks for the AFC West, and that's what I think is going to happen this week. Absolutely. I 100% agree with all those picks, all those picks, but we'll go around the horn. Uh, New Orleans in Vegas, uh, Coach of the Year. So... I'll be that one that is going to uh, pick against the Raiders, just like everyone else, uh, Raider Jim uh, mentioned across America. Um, I have a feeling, yeah, you know, the Saints did, weren't very explosive on offense, but they didn't have to be. Um, I think over the last three years when they finished 13-3, and three, they've proven that they could win uh, – reasonable games or games of the week or whatnot um, with the other aspects of their team, whether it be their defense or their special teams or their offense or, or, or a couple of those uh, units uh, together. Um, they didn't have to be very explosive offensively because of what the defense did for that Tampa Bay offense. Um, and again, I've heard Josh mention it, plenty of times it's so early in in the season game one they're not going to open up the playbook to with everything there was some things that I thought they could probably hold on to but that's not everything um, but I just think it shows how stout that defense has been the last three years and that's going to be the key Raider Jim mentioned the uh, the offensive line of the Raiders as stout as they are um, they're going to be facing a defensive front line of the Saints that 
has been very consistent the last three years. Uh, stuffing the run. They haven't given up a 100-yard rusher since last season. I want to say week four of last season. Um, and they're going to try to shut down Josh Jacobs and see what David Carr could do to, uh, to that much-improved secondary with Malcolm Jenkins and Janoris Jenkins, who took that pick six home against everyone else's goat, Tom Brady, not mine. Um, not mine either, Giselle's husband. Yeah, I like that. But, however, the Saints will be missing Michael Thomas due to a high ankle injury. And um, all the talk about is how Emmanuel Sanders signing is going to uh, prove them right and give Traquan Smith their third receiver an op opportunity. But everyone's forgetting about former Raider uh, Jared Cook, who had 80 yards receiving last game. And um, I'm not too sure – which linebacker could cover Jared Cook downfield, Raider Jim? I'll, I'll leave that analysis up to you. But um, when you mentioned their secondary, not as stout um, this season as, as, as before, you know, I look for Drew Brees to open up the field and, and see where that goes. But I did have this, the Saints covering the minus six, and I did go over that 49 and a half. Yeah, that's that's I have the I have the Raiders covering and I have it over. You got two offensive coaches and the Raiders are gonna cover a lot in that billion dollar stadium. It's a little different because it has taxpayers' money in it. So the refs are paid by the league. So the Raiders are gonna get the call at home. And last week was a division game. So Peyton showed a little bit more than he usually does. He won't do it this week. And you got two offensive coaches who won Super Bowls. So look for this game to go over. What do you think, Doctor? First, uh, I'm gonna I'm going to agree with uh, Coach. I I think New Orleans um, wins this game. Um, I I will say Josh Jacobs. Watching him, if you want to see how running backs use change of pace, watch the Panthers Raiders game and watch Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. The footwork and the change of pace. It's, it's really incredible to watch um, Jacobs, incredible. But watching the Saints game, one thing jumped out to me really uh, that was really apparent about the Saints defense, they are really, really physical, like scary physical, um, almost borderline is Greg Williams running a bounty gate physical. Um, and a lot of that, I mean, I saw it with Malcolm Jenkins. Now, I don't think it's only him because like Coach Lupian talked about, this has been building, but – for the Saints, their Achilles heel has always been the defense. It's always been, yeah, Breeze is going to score 42, but they're going to give up 45. And not so much lately, but this year, um, I think they are able to get it done that without Michael Thomas, that is tough. But I love the Jared Cook call out. Um, and I know they weren't incredibly explosive, but they put up 34 points against maybe not everybody's GOAT, but a damn good quarterback. Um, so uh, I, I like New Orleans. Um, I definitely do hear the, the taxpayer money side of things. I think it would be different. Obviously, this is the, you know, Captain Obvious coming to save the day. But I think it'd be different if, you know, that was there were fans in there for that first time. I think it would, I would probably lean Vegas's way, um, obviously. Uh, the emotion and everything. So we, we, we shall see how it all goes. But um, I'm sorry, six points. Um, in a game with no fans, 
um, and Drew Brees, David Carr, or Derek Carr, whichever one it is. Sorry, uh, I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans, and um, that's where I'm going. But it's all up to Craig now. Are you going uh, to over? Over is the consensus. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm going over. No, yes. no, no. I have clients. I have clients watching, and they're sick of me saying, oh, I want to buy Tesla. And I'm like, we have to be disciplined investors. So we scratch out uh, Coach's pick. We scratch out Raider Jim's pick. So I have uh, the Raiders and the over. What do you have, Dr. First? New Orleans and the over. So we're good on the over. Uh, we just need a tie break on the game. On the game. Pope of the money line, Craig Mitzrak. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, watch these games. I know that really shouldn't be said because as soon as we watch all of them, but I watch the Raiders game, watch the Saints game. And um, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't disagree more with Dr. First about the Vegas stadium having no fans, not having an impact. <laughs> We're back in Vegas, baby. I think the Raiders are in Vegas opening the Darth Vader Stadium where Southwest flights are going to be going in and out of San Diego into Vegas to get to that Mandalay Hotel to be put in action down. There is going to be a buzz in the air. There is absolutely going to be some some energy in, in the air. And um, – the, the Saints are on the road. I know they've been better a better road team over the years, but Drew B's been in a house in COVID with four kids for six months, man. Okay. I mean, he's got some creaky, you know, some creaks and some aches and some pains, and I think it can create a mistake. Listen, John Gruden is what? In his third year now, fourth year. He's not in a radio broadcaster anymore. He's a tenured head coach again. And He's got yeah, his players. He's got his system. You know people he's got in the room at this point are listening to him and respecting him. They scored a hell of a lot of points in Carolina with some young receivers. And I don't know much about the team. I saw John, the Jacobs guy run a few balls. He's a legit runner. Um, I think they're going to score some points for the aura of Al. I, and if there is any conspiracy theory Josh stuff going on it's for the for the Raiders <laughs> um but I am the I, paid by the I, league so I'm not having this be my official pick I'm I am likely personally <laughs> subject to the game tomorrow night could it be taking all this energy in Raider gym and possibly going money line plus 200 on him but for the podcast I am going to have my official pick be Raiders plus six or you know what um I think six is a good number and uh, I think it's an over. Somebody give that guy a mic so he can drop it. That's <laughs> all for you, Jim. And then Josh, real quick, on the are we supposed to do Chiefs Chargers and Denver Steelers? Or are we coming back for that? Let's knock those out. We got yeah, rid of Yeah, I'll be real quick. Chiefs minus eight and a half, and a forty-seven and a half. Chargers are limited. Tyrod's limited. Chiefs defense a little soft. Forty-seven and a half. The over/under. I, I don't see how the Chargers can keep up with the Chiefs. I'll give eight and a half or we'll buy a point and, you know, have a go down to seven and a half against the Chargers. I think that game will – I think that game at 47 and a half, if we bought it down a point to 46, 
I, I think that the Chiefs are at least going to score 30. That line of the Chiefs is way better than the Bengals. They'll plug up the pass rush a little more. And you just got too many weapons, I mean, on the Chargers in quick release time. And then Denver and the Steelers, uh, that Denver game was so bad. They're bad. Vic Fangio stinks. Um, <laughs> and they're limited. I don't – this Steelers defense, like Raider Jim said, man, they are the real deal. I mean, they're this is legit. what they stage for. I mean, they've, they've traded all these picks to get this defense again. It is there. It is staunch. I don't see how Denver scores more than 13 points that game. And the Steelers, even though John Connor, I think, is hurt a little bit or dinged up, Snell's yep. a decent running back. Yep. And this is going to be a prototypical Steeler first game at home, which can be challenging early in the season. They're going to protect Ben way more this year in these games. If they're up like 15 points or 20 points, it's going to be old school Steeler football, run the ball, eating clock. I'd go under 41. Hmm. I agree with that. So I agree go. with everything you said, except for the under. I, I really think um, looking what they did, uh, Ben's happy. He looks slimmer. Um, that O-line is legit. Um, I think they're going to open up week two. And I, I actually yeah, – Thomas, Thomas from the Citadel. Very over 41.5. And then um, as far as the Chiefs go, I agree totally with Raider Jim and, and the Pope. Uh, Chiefs minus nine and over 47 and a half. But I got the Steelers covering or going over that 41 and a half. I'm going to wait for the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes inflated line. Going to wait for it to go to 10 or close to 10. Going to buy that point. And I'm going to do my first double-digit dog in the division. And remember, the Chargers are in a new $5 billion stadium. The rest are paid by the league. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Tyrod Taylor. If Keenan Allen is it open, he's going to take off. And remember, if a quarterback gets three first downs with his legs, he wins 75% of the time. They will not win, but they're going to, uh, Andy uh, Lynn is going to control the game, that offensive line, and I'm going to buy that point to make it 50. So I'm going to try to get it as close to 10 as possible for my double-digit dog in the division and under 50. Doctor first. Uh, you know, I agree pretty much everywhere else. Um, you know what? I'm going to, except for one, um, I I think Pittsburgh could go out, outgain a team 800 to 12. And somehow, some way, it'll be three seconds left in the game and they're out there trying to kick the field goal to win the game. Every time, it seems like. This is a team that um, plays down to its competition more than any team um, I think it's out there. Um, so you give me seven and a half. Um, you're right. Uh, Vic Fangio is not great. We talked about it last year. This is a um, penny pinching move, a estate sale, um, cutting corners here and there. You're I really the like team. Drew Locke. I'm not going to sit and make you watch Monday night's game to prove it. Um, but I do think a lot of it, can be chalked up to year two, no preseason. It's been weird. I'm sure a lot of his um, meetings this offseason were, you know, over Zoom or, you know, kind of what we're doing here. So give me Denver seven and a half um, to get me over that magic number. I like the under uh, 41 and a half is really low, but I see, I can see this, like I said, 13 to 10 Pittsburgh, um, the final, you know, there's the field goal at the last second. There we go. 
But um, it is Pittsburgh is the consensus there. We all, um, well, it was three to two on the under. And we had Kansas City across the, well, Josh switched his up. So Josh is now L.A. Uh, I, I'm risking Ginsburg in this one. Maybe Clarence Yeah, on Thomas. both sides because uh, you also want the under and everybody else wants the over. So no. um, the consensus here is Kansas City um, minus eight and a half and um, over 47 and a half. Uh, go find the best line out there. Uh, 47 and a half is as of my bookie uh, promo code ESBC. ESBC. Raider Jim, what are your thoughts on the uh, – actually, we'll go to uh, Dr. First and give us a report on your uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, um, much kind of like the stock market, my Ph.D. in the Eagles fluctuates uh, week to week. Um, it's, it's as low as it's been for a while after this past week. Uh, I can't say that I've ever seen one of my team uh, lose to literally a nameless team, but that's what happened. And I was asking the question all offseason with no fans coming into uh, all sporting events was how is momentum going to work? Obviously on a small scale, small scale is always going to be there, but I do feel uh, the energy of the fans in a, in a way do it as well. It was very apparent that this in this game, the biggest change of momentum was the turnover game. Um, Eagles go up 17-0, um, pretty much dominating. Every possession they've had, uh, they go down, do what they need to do. Dominating to the point where I'm trying to figure out at what score do I turn the game off and turn on red zone. Um, and then Carson Wentz throws an interception. And they go down and they score. Um, and then just really mind-numbing penalties um, and nine, eight, eight sacks. Um, from Chase Young's defensive line, but believe me, it wasn't nine or eight Chase Young sacks. And it does not get any easier. Um, you have a pretty much whole right side of the offensive line where uh, making their debut, not ideal. Um, Jordan Mailata is maybe going to be good. Uh, he's a couple years away. He's kind of more of still a rugby player. Uh, we saw it when he was playing right tackle, when he had to come in. Uh, Lane Johnson is practicing this week. Miles Sanders is back. Um, Alshon Jeffrey still doesn't look like he's going to be gone, but I don't know if that's a bad thing, to be honest with you. The Eagles have a lot of questions, um, but there's notorious, the biggest overreaction in all of sports throughout the world is the overreaction to what happens to week one. Um, it's not ideal. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem that the Eagles are going to go win a Super Bowl now. Um, everyone's overreacting like that. No. But I also don't think they're as bad as they showed. That being said, um, probably the worst possible matchup coming up this week with the LA Rams, um, with a really good defensive line. Um, yeah, like I said, Aaron Donald, going to keep me up for the, you know, pretty much the rest of the week. Uh, it, it's going to be a scary game. Guys, I don't throw down my bets. Um, I don't really even have a pick on it. All I can say is I am just hoping that that offensive line protects 11. That is the only thing that I, ha I can say. Um, it is at the moment a pick em. It is very interesting because 
This game, I believe, um, Sunday night was minus five, minus four for the Eagles, and it very, very quickly. I mean, it was like you want to talk about Craig uh, and the seven and a half being ripped down to whatever six. This was a per a, a piranha. Fa- I mean, it was it was fast and it was quick and you blinked and it was a pick 'em. That's where we are now. Uh, I do think it'll stay there because some people will find value um, in the Eagles, even money. Um, and the over-under is currently 46. I'll leave it to you, gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to Rams, um, buying the point, making it 47. Rams, I don't know about one point, but I'll let it go because crazy things can happen. So I'll go Rams plus one. What do you think, uh, Raider Jim? I think the Rams are a little better than I anticipated they were going to be. They played a, a fairly strong game on the weekend. Philadelphia, again, I'm not sure if it was Washington being better. Philadelphia having a really bad day or, or their offensive line is just not there right now. Uh, regardless, even though they're going to be at home, I think the Rams are going to come in. The Rams will probably sneak away and get one on the road. But as far as, you know, are they going to win by two? Or are they going to win by three or one? I don't know. It's a money line pick for me. And I think it's going to be low scoring under 46. All right, so two unders, two Rams. What is your uh, pick, Craig? Um, look, I, I think – I don't know. I don't know. This, this, this is my feel. Dr. First may know this. Since the Super Bowl, I feel like uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have forgot how to make adjustments in the second half. This – what happened against the Redskins, I feel like I, we've seen it before. I don't know if there's merit to that, but – I bet on that halftime that the Redskins would come back. And that doesn't give me a good feeling of them betting at home, betting on them at home um, with which, you know, theoretically should be minus three and it's only minus one. Maybe it's the LA betting effect that Josh talks about. Um, I'd like to tell you when I watched the Cowboys Rams game uh, that I could tell you the Aaron Donald, what was going on, but, Thanks to Randy Bullock missing that field goal. I was several tequilas, and I think <laughs> currently drinking at that time a chocolate teeny that was served to me. Nice. Um, I think that um, I'll go with the odds, basically, um, and I think the Eagles should win this game. I'll, I'll give the one, and um, I do think at 46, I'm inclined to tease it up and, or I'm sorry, uh, by the point and go under. Nice. Two unders, one Rams. Um, we got two Rams. There's two Rams. Two Rams. And did you go over or under, uh, Raider Jim? Under. Under. All right. So we got two under. We got three unders. So that's it. And break the tie 2016, Coach of the Year. I actually have the Rams and going under. All right. So, and I do just want to make one quick point just to what uh, Craig talked about in terms of the halftime adjustments. You're correct in uh, – it's probably the biggest complaint Eagles fans would have about Doug Peterson. Uh, but I will say this wasn't a halftime – I mean, this was – if you watch the game, it was, wow, Eagles are dominating. Carson Wentz throws an interception. And, I, I mean, just like that. Um, so – the halftime um, adjustments, I mean, Ron Rivera got an IV at halftime. So 
Um, the, the, the adjustments, I don't think were that big of a deal, but you are correct in terms of the halftime adjustments, I should say. I but stand you are correct in terms of uh, uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. And I think it's more Doug Peterson just not being able um, to uh, make those halftime adjustments is by far the biggest complaint people make by far. Yeah, I, I stand corrected. Uh, halftime adjustments and the proclivity for Carson Wentz to throw second half interceptions, which I actually in many ways blame Peterson more for putting him in that position uh, if he's going to be uh, indiscretionate like that. That's all I was saying. Yeah. And there's rumors out there that Carson Wentz is stupid and he can't process the uh, offense. However, here we'll go uh, Supreme Court decision, Rams in the under, under. Uh, and we'll have these on Twitter. Uh, let's start this one with 2016 Coach of the Year. We go to the Dirty South. We have – I'm betting against uh, analytics teams all year because I'm 26-0. and 0, Betting against the analytics. Who are we going with? Uh, so, you, uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Plus, I mean, minus eight. And I'm going to go under 46 because I was right, right? Uh, you always default to your childhood. So the Tom Brady offense is a running offense. Huh? Who knew? In uh, Tampa Bay, when they had those Tom Brady plays, they ran up and down the field on the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to do the same to Carolina and keep this game under 49. It's going to be hot in Tampa Bay, my friends. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's going to be a hundred percent. Going to feel. I was showing Doctor First the other day, right on the phone. Hundred percent feels like hundred percent. Ninety percent humidity. My dad, eighty-six year old dad, is complaining every day that it's raining, and Sally's been down there, so that field's going to be horrible. So yeah, get that under. However, I might bet both sides of the bat, even though Carolina's an uh, analytics team, and analytics is not working football. I have to go with a double dog in the division. It's a very, very tasty food there by Craig Mizrak. What do you think, Coach of the Year 2016? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Bucks minus nine. And actually, I have the over. Looking at what the Raiders and Carolina did last week, and if, you, if, if you're saying the Bucks are a running team much like the Raiders were, look at the scores they put up against that weak uh, Carolina front line. And then you have Christian McCaffrey, who he's going to get every fantasy owner that owns him points, and he's going to get his team points, 75% of the scoring. Uh, it's going to be a wet grab. Yeah. So regardless of the analytics or not, since, you know, they don't work in football, um, I'm going Bucks minus nine, and I actually go 47 and a half over. What do you think, Craig? Uh, what I think is that the listeners in this podcast are yet again fortunate to have a meteorologist and Josh um, on this podcast to help us with games and weather and particularly that in Tampa. If I remember correctly, as long as it's not raining and there's that heat, that means there's a lot of points because the defenses are going to get tired. Right. And there didn't seem to be an issue with McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater running up and down the field against the Raiders. Uh, Bruce Darians doesn't care about defense. Um, Tom has clearly got the leash taken off because he's out there throwing pick sixes. He can do whatever he wants. I'm going over. And I think um, 
I mean, is Tampa, is Carolina really that bad? Is Matt Rule really like being paid right now to tank? Um, and uh, it's just a lot of points for a division game. Right. Um, uh, I would, I would tease it. I would buy the extra point and take the Panthers at nine and a half, right? Right. If it gets inflated and it's close to 10 at game time. Yeah. Or you do seven and a half. Actually, I'll change. I'll do. I'll, I would buy the point down for sure and take and take the Bucks seven and a half. Tom Brady should be beating that team by ten points or more at home. Great. It's a new defensive coordinator, so it'll be easy for him to read the defenses. So we'll go, uh, Doctor First and Raider Jim. Uh, you know, uh, for me, this this is a tough one. I watched the Carolina game and. Teddy Bridgewater made some made some throws that made you go, wow, you know, I, I kind of remember that's why everyone was so excited. Uh, he missed a lot of open guys. And once again, I don't know if it's just no preseason, uh, the COVID situation. Um, I, this is too many points for me for an offense um, that, that seemed a little bit out of sync last week. Obviously, I know they put up whatever, 23 points or um, whatever, but uh, – there were, there were just some, some interesting calls, um, and you're right. I do think this is a run-first offense, um, which is great, but for me, run-first offenses um, don't usually cover 9, 10 points. So um, give me Carolina. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm going to buy the full point, get, get it to 10, uh, get, it, get the first double-digit dog in the division. Um, for, yeah, Carolina plus 10. Oh, and the over, sorry, and the over. Uh, for all the reasons uh, weather-wise, and uh, I just don't think there's a ton of, uh, uh, yeah, weather mainly. No, I'm just keep it short. Yeah. Better Jim. Yeah, Tampa Bay defense, good and strong, and I don't think uh, they're going to be any difference this week, but McCaffrey's out there. McCaffrey can play against anybody. He's going to play well against Tampa Bay. Uh, um Brady is not going to have the mistakes like he did last week. He didn't like the bad press. He doesn't like getting called out. He's got an image he's got to protect. And his offensive line is going to know that. He's going to have a better game. They're going to run up some points. I will take Tampa Bay minus eight and a half, and I will take the over at 47. I think it's going to be a fun game. So check me on this. Uh... We have uh, – it'll be Tampa Bay – is our consensus now try and find it anywhere between looks like nine and seven and a half. Yeah. Um, it's three, two in terms of that. Um, but the division game. One for the it over. Yeah. If uh, I'm going under, but uh, definitely buy Tampa Bay down as low as you can get it. Cause it's a division game. And we'll start off this time with Raider Jim uh, at Lena. And another billion dollar stadium. Real quick, uh, Alex. Yeah. Real quick. Did we pick the over? Everyone? Consensus over? Yeah. Josh was okay. over. Okay, okay. Thank you. I'm the descent. I'm the Ruth Gator Ginsburg this year this year and I and I'm descending, going for the under. Uh because it's I don't know. I mean Godwin has some speed, but Tampa Bay is famous for letting that grass grow longer because of COVID. They might not have somebody to cut the grass. They might want to save some money. So you can have a tall grass. Slopey, sloppy paint uh, field. Remember, uh, NFL guys have one-year contracts. 
So I don't, I don't see a lot of people giving 120% and get an ACL and their career be over, you know, sloppy surf. So I, so I see that as an under, but I do see Tampa Bay covering, wearing down that Carolina defense in a hundred degree heat and 90% humidity. That's what I'm going under in Tampa Bay. Oh, you're but, going Tampa Bay, Josh? Yeah, I'm going I to Tampa you Bay. Carolina plus 10. Okay, I'm sorry. Carolina. I'm both of them. Both of them. Got it. So, okay, fair enough. All right, um, I'm putting three bets down. Okay. I'm going to buy down Tampa Bay, get it to seven, seven and a half. And when I wake up on Sunday morning and I wake up and I see Tampa Bay minus 11, then I'm going to pet Carolina. Got it. You know, I was just making under. sure because that—that's the consensus. It's a—it's a little weird now, but do that. That's what I'm doing. That's my expert advice. Uh, Raider Jim, Atlanta, and what I got is five and a half. Dallas, Atlanta. The over under. Five and a half or four and a half. Five, five and a half. So I, I have four and a half. Okay. That's what I have. My bookie has four and a half. What are we going with? Uh, I'm going whatever, by the spreadsheet whatever the Josh best number Brandon is. sent out. Yeah. Whatever the so, best number is or whoever. Yeah, so for the audience, whatever the best number you can find, go with that. But look at the trends we have and go with the trends we give you. Interesting. Okay. Josh, can I make a comment about the bet you just said for the listeners? It's just a difference of opinion. Right. If I was that confident that the game was going to end, because you're basically saying you think that the Buccaneers – are going to win by nine. No, by like within seven to nine, right? Right. If you're that confident, you could find a line on there that says, hey, I think so-and-so is going to win by seven to nine points and probably get paid plus 500 on it. That's thanks to the Pope of the money line. That's, that's a Pope of the money line pick. So instead of putting all that money out in the action and having that um, not perfectly hedged but closed – yeah, or whatever. Um, you're basically saying you're that confident that's going to be within that range, which is fine. I make those bets sometimes too, but you can get paid more. Right. Remember, um, I teach my clients discipline investing. So if I get two out of three of those, that's sixty-six percent. Break-even is fifty-two point five percent. And what I'm doing right there is basically get, especially with you guys' opinion, I am. Um, guaranteeing myself profit and that's and that's the key right because we bet all the games on the over and under the key is to make profit i forgot about the third one there so you do you do have a point but what i said i think still is of interest to some oh a hundred percent and if you feel really strong about it go ahead why not because that's a big payout that's plus 500 So, yeah, we got uh, Denver, uh, Dallas and um, Dallas. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I, I, like, I like Dallas um, minus four and a half. Or I'm sorry, I like Atlanta minus four and a half. I'm pretty big on Atlanta. Um, I think they could possibly be the second team, uh, second best team in that division. The defense has to pick themselves up, but I think offensively, Atlanta is really good. Um, so obviously, for that reason, I, I I like plus four and a half. Think about maybe possibly the money line. I don't quite know what it is. It's more kind of looking towards the day of. Um, but I also like the over. Uh, that's what I like. Atlanta four and a half in the over. 
Land for half in the over and Raider Jim. Yeah, it, this is an interesting game for me because I'm real surprised at the outcome of the Rams-Dallas game. Dallas gets their minus three because they're starting out at home and then they get the extra point and a half on top of that. But quite honestly, I'm really not sure. It's almost like a head scratcher, which Dallas team is really going to be out there. Are there going to be miscues that's going to be their downfall? Are they going to give Atlanta a chance to open up or, and, and the passing game is going to come alive? I do know I'm definitely taking the over at 52, but as far as the, the four and a half, plus four and a half or minus four and a half, depending on which team you're looking at, I'm going to go money line on that game. Dallas money line because they are at home and over 52. Right on. So we're going to go uh, Atlanta and over 52. Is that correct? Dallas, Dallas. Dallas money line. Dallas money line and the over 52. Got it. Got it. What are your thoughts, uh, Coach of the Year? I actually have Atlanta plus four and a half. And I did have under, but now I'm thinking over 52 and a half. Two dome teams. Uh, speed plays well for both. And both could score. So Atlanta minus, uh, Atlanta plus four and a half over the 52 and a half. Atlanta over 52. Craig Mizrak. Um, I'm going under 52 and a half. Um, I, I, them starting 0-1, I think, is a big ego blow. And going 0-2 with the second game at home against the Falcons team they should beat, um, I could see them showing up and actually, you know, from a defensive standpoint, um, limiting Atlanta um, maybe a little more than would otherwise be if they are playing in Atlanta. And I, I, I don't really think the lack of fans – it's going to have much of an impact unless it's like at the Seahawks at the, like where it's like penalties, you know, that can be called and little intimidation. I don't think any away team is, you know, the Jerry dome has never been that intimidating to anyone, but I, I think it's extremely important under Mike McCarthy to win this game. So I would be uh, actually laying the four points. I think they should beat them by 10 or 13. And um, I do think if they do get up at home in the fourth quarter, they will be feeding the ball to Zeke and running some clock and believing in their defensive line and that Matt Ryan can't beat him. So minus four, under 52 and a half. 100%. So I 100% agree with Craig. So what is the Supreme Court decision? First report. We have uh, Dallas minus four um, or money line. I However, I guess there were two people on the money line, um, but uh, the main is uh, three, or uh, the over is the con um, consensus, but Dallas and the over. All right, so on that one, we'll do three sides of the bet. We'll do Dallas money line, Dallas minus four, and what was this? Uh, and it was under, right, the consensus? Over. Over, over the consensus, over 52. And remember, the average score of an NFL game is – 45. Uh, 45. So we'll keep it with our West Coast football expert, Raider Jim, uh, the San Francisco 49ers on the road to my guy now, uh, Sam Darnold in the New York Jets. 
Minus six and a half, seven, over under is 43 and a half. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. I mean, the Jets are just just not a good team. They were They're atrocious. 32 on the power rankings to start. They're still 32. I imagine they're going to be 32 in week three, week four, and week five. They're the uh, second coming of the Miami Dolphins from a couple years back. And San Francisco go on the road, take San Francisco minus seven, under 42, because I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game because the Jets just won't score. So San Francisco minus seven, under 42 is my pick. San Francisco, coach of the year, 2016. What do you think? I have the Niners minus seven and a half, and I think it's going above the 42 and a half. Okay, so we've got two Niners, one over and one under. Craig? I'd buy the point, give the points as the Niners. Their running game is pretty amazing, and it's, it's powerful enough with that line to just run over teams in the beginning and demoralize them, which the Jets are completely demoralizable. <laughs> uh, 42. Um, I'd check the wool. Mm, it's going to be warm. There, there's still parts of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to blow you up down the field. And, you know, Sam Darnold has shown some comeback in games last year. Adam Gase is just – I cannot believe he's still the coach. Um, but I, I would give the points on the Niners, and um, 42 is pretty low. I would uh, – I think the Niners can score like 28 points, 24 points. Can, can uh, Darnold score 20? Um, he could give up six. Um he could pick he could throw pick sixes, that's for sure. Yeah. Um I would um how many did they score against the Bills? Like thirteen, I think. Three, I think six. I think it was thirty-eight to or no, that was Cleveland, sorry. Yeah. Um I'll go uh I'll go over. I think uh Shanahan, if he, I think he wants to be a little bit of a punk. I think losing that Super Bowl can chap that guy's ass like that. And week one. Yeah, exactly. 17 points, actually. That's surprising. Yeah, so I'm biased on this one. You can put an asterisk next to mine as far as this is concerned. Uh, our guy, Max Brown, beat out Max Darnold to be starting quarterback at USC. He talks to him all the time. So I'm biased on this. But my biased opinion is going to be uh, the Jets. Plus the seven and a half and under 43 and a half is what I can get at stations. Get your Hawthorne effect. I have feeling for Max Darnold in ready writing right now for next week. Or Max Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And he talks to him all the time. And, and, and shout out to Max Brown. Thank you, man. You were totally cool, man. And uh, he, he promised uh, introductions to USC people. So we love that. Thank you so much. Max Brown. We are the biggest Max Brown. Anybody that comes on the podcast, we're big fans of theirs. A big fan of USC is Dr. First. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, you know, for me, it's San Francisco. I'm going to buy the half point to get to seven just in case um, something really crazy happens, something really weird happens. I like the under until one of these offenses, you know, kind of shows that 
Uh, they can carry the load. I know 42 and a half is below the uh, threshold, but these are kind of two below average offenses or even the best parts of the offenses are kind of, uh, you know, they take time to score uh, with the running game for San Francisco. You're not going to see uh, Jimmy G do what Patrick Mahomes does and score in a blink of an eye. So uh, San Francisco minus seven, I bought the half point um, and then under 42 and a half. Um, there you are. Uh, we have San Francisco is the consensus, and the under is also the consensus. Ooh, the under. Right. The under, uh, yeah, three. Uh, Craig, what was yours? Was it uh, over or under? He went under. He went over. He went over? Good to know. Perfect. But uh, that doesn't change it, just to it keep my note keeping together. So we are set. Yeah, we've got the East Coast guy, stop the first. We've got Buffalo, right? On the road at Miami again. A hundred degree heat. Feel like. And it's going to be and here. Uh, pardon me? Josh, you gotta speak up, please. Faint. Okay. <coughs> you guys hear me better now? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So you got Buffalo. Six. At Miami, the Miami Dolphins can have won 75% of these bets betting uh, Southern teams in Florida based on the heat. And this is over a five-year period. Now, I don't, I don't, I think COVID-19 stopped this from changing where Miami places the opposite team in direct sunlight to wear them down. So with global warming, there are a guy Gavin Newsom's talking about, Hurricane Sandy, and then it's not just Hurricane Sandy, it's the after effects. So you're gonna get the after effects of the rain, uh, you're gonna get the heat, you're gonna get the humidity, you're gonna get the paranoia of traveling. So for all those reasons, I'm going with uh, Miami uh, under 42 and <laughs> What do you think, uh, Raiders? Yeah, I think Buffalo knows it's got to be their year. If they can't do it this year, they're probably not going to get a chance again for a couple years. So I think Buffalo's playing every game to make a statement, to finally take over the evil empire and uh, make their statement that they are the new team to beat in the division. I'm going to take Buffalo minus five and a half, and I'm going to take the over at 41. Mm -hmm. Over 41, total opposite yeah. of mine. What do you think, Dr. First? Uh, first of all, uh, Gavin Newsom is the exact opposite of my guy. Um, Buffalo minus five and a half. I'm going to buy that half point uh, to get me there. Uh, the weather will be there, I understand. But Miami didn't realize that tank for two is over. Like, they got to. Uh, you don't need to tank anymore. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just – it was fun a couple years ago. Now it's getting a little, um, it's getting a little rough to see it uh, live on Sundays in color, as they say. Uh, give me the over. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, I, I feel bad that I went before coach. Um, I'm just going to say, wow, Josh Allen, I'll leave the rest to coach. That's that's his domain. He's, he's planted his flag in that from the beginning, so I am not going to step over there. Uh, but, yeah, Buffalo minus five and a half, over. You know, I'll go, yeah, I actually um... – I believed in Raider Jim's Miami picks after, what, week six last year? 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is second week of the year. I don't think weather is going to be too much of a factor. I also agree with Raider Jim right now saying that the Bills are going to do whatever they can to put a foothold on that co- that division, and they're going to prove to everyone that um, they're the team to beat. I have a feeling they're going to go over. You guys are dropping it down to five and a half. I have a feeling they're going to go over that six. I think it's low for for that particular team, and I am actually going over the 41. Josh Allen's a beast. <laughs> Just the Pope. Yeah, um, I agree with Brandon. If this was in the middle of a Fitz, Ma- Fitz Magic episode, I'd have a different view of the game. But I think that shine has worn, that tire tread is off, and now you just got a guy in a massive beard throwing interceptions left and right. And, <laughs> um, the, you know, look, I wouldn't bet a lot of money on this game if I was anyone because Brian Flores has this team that is under-talented, playing as all as good as they can from like halfway in the last season to the end. And I think they even played admirably. I mean, they, they were a Fitzmagic interception away on the 10 yard line from being within one score at new England with less than two minutes to play. Um, I, I, um, Buffalo's the better team. This is their year. It's McDermott's system. Allen, I think is better than average. He's got that playoff, brutal brutal performance as a character builder and this team is built around him um i really want to see devin singletary run some more touchdowns for my fantasy team though um but with stefan diggs um i didn't hear much about him did he i mean isn't that a huge asset for him uh, to throw down the field too right so started off quickly last week against the jets i like the fact that they're playing on the road two weeks in a row that's I think actually is a good thing for the Bills, regardless of where it is. I, I, I would have a tough time feeling good about myself uh, um, taking five and a half points for, da- for the Dolphins and the Bills winning by 20 points, which can clearly happen. I'm giving the points on the Bills and uh, the over-under. I, I, I don't see the Miami Dolphins scoring over 20 points. I, I I think it could be that's just so low. Um, Can you see the Bills putting up thirty eight? Is that what they did against the Jets? They did they they did twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Um. Um. I I. Uh, it's low. Um, it's low. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go over. I'm going over. I'm going over. All right, so what's the Supreme Court decision, Dr. First? Uh, we are Buffalo. Um, we'll, we'll just call it five and a half just to be careful of that um, uh, magic number of six. Get that half point by that half point. Buffalo minus five and a half and over the 41. That was all four to one. Josh, you were major Ruth Bader Ginsburg on that one. Hey, maybe that's me this year. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, a little bit of uh, – it's all about Ruth Gator Ginsburg. Thomas. Clarence Thomas, a little bit of Clarence Thomas as well as a contrarian. And remember, the cynical contrarians is the best personality to make money betting sports. And let's go to a big cynical contrarian, which is his best trait in picking games in his division. 
as we go with the New York Ants, with uh, the guy that used to coach Dallas, now messing up their offense against uh, the mentally challenged uh, Nagy Mitch Trubinsky combination of the Chicago Bears. And that's uh, Bears five and a half under over is forty three. Doctor first. Yeah. Um, look, the the Bears don't have the um, parachute or the 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 cushion that is Matt Patricia. Uh, to, to kind of give them the game in the fourth quarter like we saw this past week. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I mean, Taylor, I mean, you pretty much talk about a game where you go from potentially, I mean, losing your job to, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, carry him off the shoulders. Um, that, that was his game. Now, the Giants are not um, that much better, to be honest. I would probably – I would rather face – um, the Giants than the than the Lions. I know there's the Matt Matricia, the you know my love for him goes deep, but um, the the Giants have Saquon Barkley, and he didn't show me a whole lot. Um, I know it is the first week, and when you are kind of a one dimensional team, Daniel Jones has not shown me what I've needed to see. Um, all that being said, I don't think the Bears are five and a half. Or in this situation, I'm personally going to buy the half point, get myself two six. I don't think they're six and a half point or six points better than anybody in this league. Uh, so give me the Giants at six, um, and then the over under. Um, I saw it 42. I like 43 because I like the under at 42. So I definitely like the under at 43. Um, that is my pick. Uh, Giants plus six, bought the half point under. So. Uh, Giants plus six, and the over under forty three. I hundred percent agree. Uh, what do you think, Craig? Uh, I, I I used this last year. I think um, I'm going to go with the theory in this game that the Giants played arguably the best defense in football last week, and they've not practiced anything close to the to what they saw against the Steelers. You know, Bears aren't bad, but it's not going to be as formidable. Yes, it's on the road. Daniel Jones is more experienced now. I think Saquon Barley ha has to have a better game, even though the line is, uh, you know, a little patchwork. I like taking the points of the Giants against uh, on the road against a Bears team where Trubisky didn't show up for three quarters and fluke shit happened uh, for them to win that game. Give me the points. What's the over-under? 40 what? 43. 43. Uh, I'll go under. Okay, we'll go, Craig will go under 43. All right. Uh, Raider Jen, then coach. Yeah, I think the Giants are as bad as they looked last week. I get it. The, the Bears defense is not the Steeler defense. The Giants got had 29 yards total rushing last week. And I understand this, that statement really means that's how good the Steelers defensive line is but I just don't think the Giants have uh, much going for them this year. I think Chicago is going to have a good game at home. I think they're going to cover the six. I would probably, I'm probably going to cheat it down, take the five and, uh, five and a half after all, because I'm looking now, the spread is five and a half, Chicago minus five and a half. I'd go Chicago minus five and a half, but I think they're also going to put up some points more than last week. I'm going to go over 42. So put me down for Chicago minus five and a half over 42. Over 42. Coach. 
Giants plus five and a half, under 42. Under 42. Yeah. Well, 43, you guys bought the point up, so let's go with it. Dr. First, what is the Supreme Court decision? The Giants and the under. Um, like I said, uh, currently the line, uh, my bookie is five and a half. You want to buy that half point. Six is that magic number, so just something to think about there. But uh, the Giants and the under, that is our pick there. Giants and the under. Now we're going to go to Craig's division for a, a, a high-powered offensive game between your Jacksonville Jaguars and your Tennessee Titans. And, and I have to give it to Tannehill. Tannehill has the top five hottest wife in the uh, NFL. Craig. And that one is, uh, man, double-digit dog, dog in the division. You guys know what I'm picking. I'm, I'm going with Doug Marone in uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think? It's 10. Uh, yes. It, it started at 11, but bet down to 10. But against stations, I love them. I'm going to have to put some bets in stations when I get to the strip. They're at uh, plus 11. They started at 12. We are on the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee is minus 11 or 10, depending where you get your number. And the over-under is 43. Yeah, that's, I'll just be quick. Uh, I bet on Jacksonville last week to beat uh, the Colts. And um, I think the 10 here is too attractive to pass up at Tennessee. You know Mike Vrabel loves to burn clock. He can evaporate that last six minutes of a game and take some points away with Derrick Henry touching the ball. Um, and um, 43, again, I, I put Tannehill in the same court as Kirk Cousins, man. I watched that game against the Broncos, which is horrid. I actually think Jacksonville's more competitive. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he has a little more offense to him. Uh, 43. These over-unders are so small this week. Um, I would check on weather before that game. Uh, if there's some rain or anything that could affect it. Um, I'm going to go under again. I mean, bad tackling is going to end up taking its toll, but I, I, I am going Jacksonville in the under. What do you think, uh, Coach? You know, I, I don't know where you got the 10. I see eight and a half. I'm actually going Tennessee minus eight and a half just because of what uh, Craig said. Rabel loves to run that clock. Um, and I'm also picking the under 42 and a half. What do you think, uh, Dr. First? Um, I am going to be a coward. And um, no, I'm just kidding. I really did not want to pick this game. This is the hardest game for me to pick um, all Tennessee. Okay. So yeah, I, I guess my bookie, it's moved up to nine. I um, I'm going to bet that down to eight and a half and do what uh, coach Lupian did. I, I mean, it's, it's simple. I mean, that's kind of the way it's supposed to go. Me and coach Lupian with Mike Vrabel and everyone else over there. Um, until it is proven different, um, I'm going to write it. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not a huge fan of eight and a half, uh, or I'm, I'm not a huge fan of 10. I'm lucky I'm not looking there, but uh, I see nine. I think that's the highest I can let that go um, with Tennessee. Um, so like I said, yeah, what I was looking at was nine. So give me Tennessee minus nine. 
Um, and I like the under in this one. I am, I just think this is a game where Tennessee is just going to suffocate this game, man. They're just going to make sure there's like five possessions in this game total for each team. Right. No, I 100% agree. So the Supreme Court decision is going to be Tennessee minus no, it was, Jacksonville. Jacksonville? My, uh, plus nine or plus 10. Um, yeah, Raider. Yeah, you, Raider Jim, uh, and Craig went Jacksonville. Everybody went under, though. That is a unanimous under, whether you see 30, 43 or 42 and a half. But um, yeah, the Brandons are with Mike Rabel, and everyone else is with um, Jacksonville. Yeah, you guys hit 75% of your bets last year with that pick. So when the Supreme Court has a unanimous decision, my humble suggestion is to bet double. Never bet more than 25% of your bankroll. But when we agree across the board, bet double what you normally bet. And remember to bet equal amounts on each game. Uh, next game is going to be uh, the Washington Redskins at Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. I think they have a dome, so I don't think the heat, 110 degree heat's going to mess that game up. Uh, I'm going to ride Washington. And I'm going to say over 47. Uh, what do you think, uh, PhD? Um, you know, I – my Hawthorne effect last week was, you know, give Kyler Murray and Arizona and that offense more respect. Um, I got to do it right now against a team uh, that I think overachieved last week. I think they're, ha you know, having fun in their locker room. They got like, hey, we're in first place, ha, ha, ha. Um, we're happy to be here. Arizona's like actually looking to maybe do something this year. Give me Arizona minus six and a half. Um, I like the under in this one. Dwayne Haskins um, last week. Uh, I think he's a good game manager. I really, I didn't ever think I would say that. And I think he has the ability to be a good man game manager. I should say that. Um, I, I didn't think that was possible. I, I was really high on him. That's kind of what I saw last week, and it might have been maybe his best, at least performance, maybe not stat-wise, but performance of his career. If he can find that niche, that's great, but um, that spells under for me. Uh, Arizona minus six and a half, uh, under 45 and a half. All right, Craig, what are your thoughts? Sorry. Yeah, uh, Arizona's a better team. I'll give the six and a half against a Washington team that score and the end result may have had to do more with their opponent in my opinion than them um i'll lay the six and a half and i will go under 47 and a half i don't think again 20 points for the redskins is uh necessarily viable and uh so i will go under 47 and a half under coach of the year 2016 I think um, Chase Young isn't going to hold containment. He's actually going to um, put enough pressure on Kyler Murray to get outside the pocket more so than they normally roll him out. I think they're going to score a lot. I'm taking uh, the Cardinals at minus six and a half. And I actually went over 47 uh, and a half. So I'll go, I'll leave that up to the consensus. Oh, Dr. First, what are the consensus Supreme Court decisions? Uh, it is 4-1 Arizona and 3-2 under. Um, so Arizona minus six and a half under 
Um, but just, yeah. just to note, uh, Arizona runs the air raid. Ben Rasslaff, Houston Baptist football covered 41 points. Not that we've been on Ben Rasslaff games. And then the Arizona Cardinals, we had John Bronson, uh, Joe Paterno, Kurt Warner, Matt Leinert uh, in our motivational podcast. So now, I believe it's the last game. We'll go to Craig, the Pope of the Money Line, for his expert opinion on Dr. Steve Outright's Ravens. Minus seven, six and a half at disaster Bill O'Brien. And I think that's the third NFL team that's under maybe being sold or maybe idiot McNair's son doesn't really know what he's doing. It's a disaster there. High over under at uh, 52-53 when we all know that the Harbaugh family loves running that football. Josh, just a heads up, um, we, uh, there's actually three games after this, but we'll do a lightning round, so let's do this one, and then um, then we'll do a lightning round for the last three, but go for it, just, just to Minnesota, Indy, uh, Indianapolis, Detroit. And then Detroit, Green Bay, and then Seattle, New England. And Seattle, New England, okay. So just so you can take a note of this, I'm going to go uh, Minnesota, uh, Green Bay, and Seattle. And all of these games are going on. So, Craig, what are your feelings on Baltimore uh, and your team that I said low social regard for that I forget about? Bill O'Brien and your Houston Texans. I see this game being similar to that Ravens game at Seattle last year where, like, 70 points were scored. Um that offense for the Ravens should be scoring uh, 28 to 30 points a game, no matter where they're playing. Um, JJ Watts old. Um, yeah, I think um, Deshaun Watson and the Texans came out a little flat. They've had a lot of time to think about that and maybe correct some of their deficiencies. Uh, offensively, so I, I, I think a lot of points will be scored that game, or it's going to be like one of those Ravens-Chiefs games. I just get that feeling. Right. So I'm going over 52. Six and a half is tough. The Ravens are the better team. Um, I just, there's just something about – that's a lot of points against Deshaun Watson, even though the Chiefs just took care of them. Um, I hate to do it. But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the, I'll probably buy it down and you know try to get it down to like five and a half or six for the Ravens. Hmm. I agree, except I'm going under. Uh, Coach, what are your thoughts? Uh, Ravens minus seven over fifty-one and a half. All right. Back to first. Uh, I got I got Baltimore um, uh, minus six and a half. I bought a half point just to get myself there. Uh, I could see Deshaun Watson keeping this to a seven point game. Um, I I actually like the under. Uh, I do feel like sometimes you get two really really good offenses, and it's almost kind of like two heavyweight boxers. They're kind of just like oh, you know, just kind of pawing at each other. And before you know it, it's the third quarter, and it's ten to ten, and you're like, wait, this isn't what I signed up for. But um, I would go under um, in that situation, but in this situation, it's going to be uh, Baltimore and uh, the over. That Baltimore is our consensus. And the over. 
Baltimore and the over. All right, so what, and that's a consensus, Baltimore and the over, right? It is. And right now I'm letting uh, Periscope know if you have any questions, feel free to have. And I'll what are we on right now? Oh. I'm gonna roll through those three picks for myself. Um, I like, uh, when it comes to Minnesota at Indianapolis, I like Minnesota um, so much. I'm gonna, before I even ask, permission from the Pope. I'm like that rogue bishop. I'm asking for uh, forgiveness, <laughs> not permission. I'm going to take Minnesota, the money line. Um, the Colts are minus three uh, at the moment. Um, but I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a big fan of Minnesota at plus three as well. I like the under um, for all of this to work, obviously. Um, look, no Marlon Mack, too, uh, a lot on Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Rivers. I wish him the best. But in the fourth quarter of close games, I'm going the other way and I'm counting my money. Uh, let's do that again. In the other game, I like Green Bay to cover. Come on, it's me and Matt Patricia. It's a match made in heaven. And give me the over 49 and a half for no other reason than two really good quarterbacks that if it does turn into a shootout, um, yeah, 49 and a half will might get left in the dust uh, very quickly. And the last uh, one that I missed up, uh, I like Seattle minus three and a half. Um, I know there were all kinds of memes about, you know, Cam Newton and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Guys, it was Miami. He had, you know, two rushing, like you're supposed to do that against Miami. Uh, I was a little rough on Cam Newton. I, I did call him stupid. That's not the case. Uh, he is a pretty smart, at least football guy. I do question his judgments. Um, in terms of the over under, uh, you know, it's so tough. You have two defensive coaches, but two good offensive teams, or at least one really good offensive team. Um, I'm going to go with the under just because uh, it is Sunday night. It is NFC, AFC. I think maybe they keep it vanilla um, just to kind of keep things under control. Both teams want to know. Um, anyways, those were my three. I'll pass it off to you guys, and then I will give the consensus on those when I get the rest. All right. Well, I'll 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 continue the sentiment with the. Um, I'm actually going Vikings plus three, over the 48 and a half. Um, I was really disappointed in the Colts, and then they're losing Marlon Mack, you know. So there's not much scoring going um, on that end. But I. Um, Packers plus six, going with it in the over 49 and a half, and then I actually went Patriots plus four, just because it's so close, and I'm going under with it. So. Um, I don't think um, Cam Newton uh, played all that great, but you know what? Like, you don't need a great quarterback to run that offense, and then he has a a, a different skill set than than their former uh, quarterback, and that's a difference maker uh, this season, uh, especially against a defense like Seattle. So, I, I go Patriots plus four and under forty five. And just a heads up, the Patriots always do this. Keep an eye on a uh, 5'6 running back, J.J. Taylor. He looked good. Obviously, it's early, but he might be one of those guys that if they sneak in the playoffs, he's like a guy who gets four touchdowns in a playoff game. So, just throwing that out there. Ronald Mack, USF, USF at Notre Dame. We'll break that game down Friday. Uh, actually, that uh, New England, I'm going to play three sides of the bet. I'm going to go New England plus four, Seattle on the money line, and – uh, the under. Craig, you had an opinion on that game? Yeah, all, all, all uh, three, right? So, um, 
Vikings Colts. Um, told you about my views of Kirk Cousins. I also think it's so dangerous against a Mike Zimmer defense um, to be in a position where you almost know Philip Rivers is going to throw two interceptions. Right. Um, and um, a coach like Mike Zimmer will not let his team lose at the prospect of that because he'll, he'll be that confident that they can get those two turnovers on the road. And I think they'll run – they won't let uh, Kirk Cousins screw them over. And even though they scored 34 points last week, I just have a different take on that game and uh, think it can be lower scoring. So I, I will take the points on the Vikings. And actually, I may go money line plus 140. That's not bad. Um, but I'm going under. That 48 and a half. Uh, Lions Packers, definitely Packers giving six. Um, 49, I'd go uh, over that. It's like a 35-20 type game. And uh, Pat Seattle, I said it earlier, guys. I think it's going to be an interesting test to see with no fans in Seattle. Right. If it's a different place at crucial times and you're playing hoodie, Hoodie's going to be hoodie until otherwise proven that he's not hoodie. And, um, you know, the game, we did get that wrong last year when we, he played at the Texans and the Texans smoked him. But I, I just think last year, I honestly believe um, where they came short was because Tom Brady's more limited as an older guy. Cam Newton looked great. He's playing within himself. Um, and I just, I think from a second half adjustment standpoint, it's going to be great coaching. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's ballsy. It's ballsy. Darren? But if, I, if I'm looking at this correctly. Yeah. Which I am. Bill Belichick's getting plus 170 money line? Give me the money line, Pats. Now, and, uh, the reason I'm going against that is because Boston uh, – in uh, in uh, what's his face are conservative, and they're going to occupy Seattle, and the refs are paid by the league. So Seattle's definitely getting the call by the refs. Okay, that's 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 good and well. I'm going money line plus one seventy on the Patriots. <laughs> and as far as uh, under forty five, it feels like Cam hasn't proven that they can score twenty eight. Uh, Russell Wilson always scores more than twenty at home. Uh, that is a really tough over under, um, there, I don't, I look at weather, um, and I do feel like there's a sense that if they do get to a lead against Seattle, Belichick will feel comfortable that he can, he can play defense, um, against Seattle. Cause I don't think they're going to be intimidated by anybody running the ball. It's like contain Wilson uh, maybe you know, uh, make sure there's not anyone past the cornerbacks or secondary. Um, it's gonna be bad breathing conditions. That's just a 45, 24, 20, 28. 20. I'm gonna go over. I think I, I could see Cam getting 28 or more. 
So an update on all of those for our listeners out there. We had the consensus is going to be Minnesota plus three. That is a fully unanimous selection. And um, four to one for the under in that game. Um, we had 49 there. Actually, excuse me, 49 and a half. Uh, and then the next game was uh, Detroit, Green Bay, another unanimous uh, Green Bay minus six. Uh, we did go over. That is the over is the consensus there. That was three to two. And finally, um, let's see. Uh, okay. Hmm. I'm not quite sure how we, because I'm not sure how you want to call the consensus because te technically Josh went both sides of the bet. Um, but two of us went Seattle, myself and Raider Jim. Coach and uh, the Pope went New England. Uh, the Pope went Moneyline. And then, like I said, Josh went both sides. So I'm not quite sure how we call that consensus. But um, it is a consensus. He's, uh, under. He's, decide. He's decided to come up with a consensus majority decision. What was that? He's decided. So I went, uh, I went Seattle, Moneyline. So the side of the game was the Patriots plus four. So you used the plus four to break the tie. Get a hold of Sarah. There it is. <laughs> All right, there's your consensus. So the consensus is what? Seattle plus, or is it New England plus four? New England plus four. Okay, so the consensus pick is New England plus four on the side. In the over-under, I went under, what's the consensus? Under. The consensus is under. So the consensus GFSN pick is New England Patriots plus four under the total of what, 45? Yes. That under the total of 45, which is exactly the average of every NFL game. You have two defensive coaches. I always go, you got two Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning defensive coaches. So in those games, I go under. All right, guys, final word. And uh, Craig, when you give us our final word, tell us the Craig Mizrant Pope yeah, I think, you know, I mentioned a couple on here. Uh, that Pats plus 70 is one juicy, is pretty juicy. I think Vikings plus 140 is attractive for sure. Um, but I wouldn't be me if I said uh, Joe Burrow in that plus 200. I mean, think about that. Uh, how many times you see a team that's plus 200 that you're like, there's at least a 50% chance that they're going to win the game. I like his body language. He seemed cool. Um, that's it. That's what I have to say on the money lines this week. Nice. And final words. Sure. Why not? I'll go. Um, second week, looking to improve our numbers and, and enjoy another Sunday of football starting tomorrow. And uh, it's been another fun evening with you guys. And I wish you all a good evening and, and best of luck with uh, the picks and everyone else listening. Um, you know, I say it a lot last year. I'll say it again. The results speak for themselves, and they, they normally uh, always have. So thanks for listening, and uh, you guys have a good evening. All right. So before we go to Dr. First and Winston Churchill, uh, who's making you money, right? You got to ask yourself, who's making you money? I used to have a great basketball coach in high school says there's people in your life that are pluses 
There are people in your life that are minuses. And we're definitely on the plus side. We hit 74% every single game over and over. That's spectacular. Sharps are 58, 59. We're 74%. Not only with that, we're consistent. All right? So who's making you money, right? So go to uh, my bookie, AG, promo code ESPC, 100% match. Use our picks. Learn from us. And then make your own picks. Make money. Have fun watching sports. Take us home, Dr. First. I just, uh, you know, all my Eagle fans out there, look, this is the quintessential week um, to kind of hedge your emotions and with your bankroll as well. Because I love to bet against the Eagles in big games like this because either way, I'm happy. Um, now, obviously, if it's your last $20, you know, go buy a sandwich. But, um, you know, in this situation, y you're good both ways. Obviously, um, I'd prefer a win um, for the Eagles, but there's also heavy factual evidence that would go contrary to that. So if you are going to be sad, why don't you be sad with an extra, you know, couple bucks in your pocket? That's what I would suggest, uh, something that I like to do. Um, now, I don't – that's why I say it all the way here at the end. I let the, the guys know emotional um, make the right call, and then me kind of just piggyback on their smart decision. But um, really, honestly, another great uh, show. And I do want to just give a shout-out um, really – from here all the way up the coast, I know I have a buddy of mine who's up in Washington uh, fighting the fires as a firefighter. Thank you to all the firefighters, first responders, uh, keeping us out of the fire, if you will. Um, and I know they're uh, going through a lot of stuff, a lot of shit. Um, it's hard enough for me to sit in my room on my, on my um, couch, you know, when it's 80 degrees. I can't imagine uh, what they're going through. So thank you to all them. And yes, we will finish off, you know, kind of with that. Um, theme in mind with Winston Churchill as we always finish. Uh, you make a living by what you earn, but you make a life by what you give. Thank you all again so much for listening. Uh, we'll all talk to you soon and uh, get over there, make some money, make some money watching sports. Have a great night, everybody. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is!